0: You're listening to the premier podcast for men who want to not only be better with women, but want to be better men in general. This is the Come On Man podcast. And here's your host, Paul Bauer. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Come On Man. If you haven't done so already, please like, fave, subscribe, hit those notifications. If you're listening on your favorite audio platform of choice, please give us a five-star review. Uh you know if you're on Apple you know take take some time in iTunes and give us a five star review and actually like write out why you like the show all that kind of stuff boosts us in the algorithms and I say this every week leave a comment just even if you comment the word comment on YouTube like that helps in the algorithms <laughs> So this episode uh, has been a long time coming. Uh, I had Rich Cooper on back in January, I think. Um, or Maybe his episode came out in February. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, weeks ago, had Rich Cooper on and I brought up the idea of love languages, right? Like the five love languages. And in that episode, he was like, uh, yeah, five langu- love languages is chick crack it's nonsense. And uh, I had Paul Benjamin on one time, we completely dissected it. And I was like, really? Because the five love languages, I mean, we've all heard of them, right? Well, the five love languages is like one of the first books I read in this space, trying to better understand women. And uh, so when he said that, I was like, what? Really? So because I've, I've had Paul Benjamin on the podcast before, I reached out to Paul again. I said, Paul, Rich says that the five love languages, the five love languages are bullshit. Will you come on the podcast and talk about it? he's like, Hell yeah. We're going to shit all over the, lo- the, the five love languages. Let's do it. So, anyways, Paul's my guest. We are going to dissect the five love languages and explain why they're bullshit. <laughs> Again, that's duke.comeonmanpod.com. Don't smell like a little bitch. All right, returning to the podcast is a really great guy. I learned a lot from his content. Since he came on last year, I've been a big fan of his. It's Paul Benjamin from Apex Mindset. What's going on, man?
1: Not much, man. What's happening? How are you?
0: Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to shit all over the five love languages today. Yeah, Just-
1: it's a fun. It's like one of my favorite things to do because it's so mainstream and people think it's the answer to everything, you know, and people yeah. want these cute, easy answers to explain relationships and how relationships should go. And they just go, Oh, well, my love language is, and then that's the answer. Now everybody's happy, happy ever after, right? No problems. Sure. And of course <laughs> not the way it works. right? Yeah. It,
0: I mean, honestly, it was, it was one of the first books I I read in the space in in an effort to be better with women. And, and when you read it, I mean, it, it seems logical, seems like, yeah, yeah, this makes sense. Uh, but I right. think that a lot of that comes from, all of our blue pill conditioning, right? Like so-
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, because it's there's the first part of unplugging is really understanding the fact that men and women not only evolve differently, but our our mating strategies, they complement each other, but it's in a divisive way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not in a happy, serene, Everything goes smooth sort of way. Now that doesn't mean it can't be awesome and you can't make it to be happy using your human brain and learning how to you know, le- uh, communicate with your partner better and get your needs met, they get their needs met and be you know develop emotionally, mentally together, achieve goals together. I mean these are all greater, higher aspirations. but our natural instincts though, are not to be in this happy monogamous marriage again not to say not to go there or go for it not to say even from like the christian perspective people who are christian out there that that's not the biblical you know ideal for them if they want to do monogamy and, be and get that marriage you can do it and you can mm-hmm. do it very well but your instincts the animal side of you not designed for it, it's designed for you and your partner to be dead at 30 with several different kids from several different people and then only the strong survive, let's see what happens next, you know? And that's how we lived for most of our history. So when you understand that, like her strategy, your strategy, they're designed for the other person to win at often at the expense of their partner unless you, of course, learn how to create a win-win for both of you and at least start there and hopefully develop to a place where you and your partner are not trying to win at all you're just able to surrender to the process you know you're good for each other and you keep going but but it takes a minute to get there it's not easy and certainly five love languages aren't gonna aren't, aren't, aren't gonna be enough to get you there <laughs> right,
0: right now yeah. now the, the reason why i reached out to you about this was uh i had i had rich on and i brought up mm-hmm. the five love languages and he was like yeah it's chick Chick crack. And I, I had Paul on my show, we just totally dismantled that. And I was like, really? Okay. So I'm going to reach out to Paul. So I looked at some of your videos and you said you've cited a study that came out in like 2017 that basically disproved it. Right. Yeah. Can you, can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm, what it boiled down to is that it boiled down to attraction and communication ability to communicate together. <laughs> and, and so, like, and I'll give you an example. Like, okay, if I get do an act of service for my LTR, my my girl, for those who don't know, LTR, long term relationship partner. So, if I do an act of service for my LTR, she strongly desires me, and her emotions are high for me. She feels appreciated and loved by that act. But if she wasn't attracted to me, if the the attraction went down and the desire went down and communication drifted and we had sort of a lull in the relationship, she wouldn't necessarily say, see that as, you know, as something that she wanted or likes. And so it, it just boiled down to the amount of attraction and desire that each the people had for each other, whether one of those, whether any of those things would work or not. It wasn't this idea of, well, oh, you know, I keep trying to get words of affirmation, but really I need to get, give her more gifts. Like, no, it has nothing to do with that. you know? yeah, yeah, And yeah. so, yeah. And so that's, that's kind of what it boiled down to. And the problem was from the inception, it was wrong and not actually a study. I'm not even sure um, my understanding is, and I have to look at that again, but that Gary Chapman's not even a psychologist or, or a professional. Yeah, oh really of, i thought he was like a doctor so. or something
0: maybe i, I never even really <laughs> looked into it because no that, that book is such a prevalent book i mean it's been out since the the, the mid 90s or something right like everyone's heard of it it's like yeah. oh so they just sort of default to oh yeah the guy's an expert on this shit so
1: <laughs> no he's in that he so he graduated from a bible institute okay. with bachelors of arts and uh religious education and a doctorate in philosophy and he was a but from bible school so basically he was a bible guy okay that's cute yeah i mean i mean you know but that's not that's not research and i I don't mean i'm not trying to crap all over the you know the religious community or anything it's not about that you know you want to use the research to your advantage if you're a bible guy great but use the research to you know back up or add to what you think is it or whatever and, and go see what's being researched yeah you know this guy developed this idea in a bubble of other bible guys who quite frankly probably don't know anything about women mm-hmm. all right <laughs> and then they come up with this idea and that's why it's completely what we would say is blue pill is it goes based on the paradigm that men and women are meant to be together. Compl- I mean, I say meant to be together. Yeah, sure. But not in this divisive way that I explain, but in a complimentary way. Like if we would just naturally be together, everything would complement. And then if the guy does things to earn her love, affection, and you know, earn that relationship, then everything goes good. And if, if she's not into him that much, or she's not excited to be around him, the sexual attraction goes down. I mean, almost always, here's what happens. They, they, the people who follow this sort of book in this paradigm, Mm -hmm. they two people come together, usually get married, sex goes away. And the guy goes, I'm not happy. I, I want the sex. And she's like, nah i'm not feeling it i don't know and then she's trying to find a reason why she's not feeling it and mm-hmm. so she comes up with well you're just not doing enough around the house or something like that right what well, has nothing to do with that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it has little to do with that and so he rightfully so is trying to figure out what can i do here to make her happy his whole paradigm growing up was I have to make her happy. I have to take responsibility for her happiness. Mm -hmm. I have to take responsibility for her problems, make her problems my own. And if I'm not, if she's not happy, I'm not a good boyfriend or husband because, you know, that's my responsibility, right? That's the idea. Of course it's wrong, happy wife, happy life, right? And so (laughs) it, it puts a guy in the weaker position, which is not attractive. It puts the guy in the position to be, you know, we can slang, call it the beta male. Mm -hmm. He's trying to earn her love, affection, attraction. Mm -hmm. And that's the paradigm. And most guys get their girls that way, you know, but if you want to be the attractive guy, that part of that 20% that women are actually attracted to from those studies, you have to behave in an attractive manner. And that means being an actual dominant leader and i'm going to refer to bible stuff a bit here not because i'm this big bible scholar but because that's usually the group of people who will object to the idea that their safe world theory of the love language is being true might that not, not be true mm-hmm. you know they they well uh, you know they freak out yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it's it's like but but let's look even scripturally from what from that community because that's where this came from really it's somewhere yeah. from that community being a dominant leader is is what he, you find a lot of Bible verses and references to. Sure. We're cherry picking information now to fit a gynocentric comparative in the religious community, which sets men up for divorce, failure, or a dead bedroom in their marriage and an yes. unhappy wife. Right.
0: Yeah, I'm so. I'm I'm reading uh, Rollo's uh, religion book right now. So I mean uh-huh. that, that
1: book. If you
0: guys really want to go into depth on what he's talking about. Check it out. It's a fascinating book.
1: Fascinating so far. And
0: it's long as hell, like all of them, but (laughs) right. Sure. It'll take me a a good month to get through it. Um, So, (laughs) so the love languages, if you guys aren't familiar with them are uh, quality time, words of affirmation, acts of service, physical touch, and gift giving. Now I always thought this could work well, as long as it's stuff that you've done from the beginning and throughout the relationship. But where I've always thought that this completely would not work is when you're trying to rekindle desire that's been lost. Would you Mm -hmm. say that's accurate or that's not even accurate?
1: I'm going to go with, well, I'm going to go with this. I'm going to go with it's unnecessary and you're focusing on the wrong thing. If you're following this as a paradigm. And the reason why that's really important is because a lot of you know having the relationships that you want involve being able to know what to focus on and what to improve on what to what to, what to put your energy into because you only have a finite amount of energy and time on a daily basis to put into your relationship you do not have any time you're already in a deficit everybody every is every person on earth you're already in a deficit you have to catch up you don't have time wasting your time with like pop psychology stuff. That's not going to get you advanced into what you want. Um, so what happens is we run into this thing where we have an idea and then we try to fit because it sounds kind of good. We try to fit things into the idea Mm -hmm. instead of going, you know, the idea is not really where the results are going to come from. So why don't I scrap the idea And work on something different, like understanding how men and women communicate differently, fundamentally, and then dial it down to my individual relationship because there are always individual variances and learn, for example, as a man leading the relationship, how I could communicate with my woman effectively so that she feels taken care of and loved and is attracted and maintains her desire and attraction because of those things. That would be way better to focus on than trying to bargain with five love languages, because ultimately what turn what it turns out to be for those that come to this. And I'll get to your point though, about starting there though. Right. But what it, what it ultimately boils down to is it becomes a negotiation for sex (laughs) almost every time because the guy goes almost always the guy's like, i really want um physical touch i really need the physical touch i mean we're barely touching each other like once a month we'll definitely want physical touch what do i need to do to get physical touch and she's like ah, I'd love to give them that but i'm not feeling it i don't want to force it what do i do and it becomes a bargain she says well i need more help around the house that's acts of service and then you know if you just you know took took me on a a date every now and then for date night, then that would be good, right? Mm -hmm. So she doesn't, cause she doesn't know. All she knows is that the attraction's gone and she wants it back too. And she doesn't know what to do either. So Mm -hmm. it's not even a slam on the woman. She's looking for answers. So she goes into some counselor's office who's been trained as a counselor, But then looks at this book that's written, not by a counselor, which is fine if it's been vetted, but then there's no studies, no, nothing to actually vet the material and measure whether it works or not. And says, you know what? You like physical touch and you like words of affirmation. You say you need more help around the house. That means you want access service and you want more of his time because you want date nights now. Right. So there you go, there's your love languages, guys. You know, like that makes sense, right? And then they're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And so then it becomes a negotiation where she where he's like, okay, got date night. He's completely unattractive about it. He doesn't understand how women communicate. Or how their desire actually works sure. so he ends up doing the same remember that restaurant we like <laughs> he ends up being that guy taking him to the same dumb place doing the same dumb things yeah. and and there's no variety because variety is a requirement for sexual desire for women not variety of partners but variety of experiences and so she keep, she's finding herself unattracted to him right. and now she feels guilty and she's having obligate obligatory sex and then right. she's like after a while of doing that, nothing's happening. And she's like, man, well, maybe we shouldn't be together. Maybe we should get divorced because I'm just not happy. And, and you know, maybe it's not meant to be. Now we get into other woo-woo ideas. Yeah. When really he's not communicating, commi- communicating in an attractive way. She's not sure what makes her. She's in a responsive role. So there's nothing much she can do. Actually, the guy, it's kind of up to the guy to behave in a attract in an attractive way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And she's doing her best trying to figure out, but it's not working. It becomes this negotiation for sex yeah. based on chores and you know, a date night in that circumstance or whatever, right. bringing her gifts or whatever. She's like, well, at least I'll get a new purse once a month. You know, <laughs> if I give him a blowy, you know, it's just like, Ugh. you know, it sounds yeah. horrible. So, so, so this is what ends up happening anyway. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, so it comes down to uh, genuine desire and you can't negotiate genuine desire.
1: Really? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so there, there isn't, and there's a way to show up and be more attractive and be less unattractive. And that's what learning seduction is about. Right. Also a way to learn how to communicate in a way where she feels drawn in emotionally, mm-hmm. sexually, she feels protected you know, yeah, yeah. and she feels enough security to be able to open up, but then also feels enough tension, more or less, uh, in excitement to have desire. And that yeah. has to do a lot with communication and then a lot, how the guy just shows up in his internal self-confidence and frame and based on how he carries himself and based on how he kind of works on himself yeah no and so yeah go ahead i was
0: gonna say i do want to talk about what what men should be doing instead uh Mm -hmm. but before we get into that i wanted to get what your definition of genuine desire is because um like i I, like i said i'm reading listening to rollo's book he put out a really good definition of what he thinks it is uh i know ryan stone's not a fan of it He's not a fan of the the word, but what's your take on it? What's your definition of genuine desire?
1: Yeah. So that's a good question that I'm sure with some thought, I could come up with a better concise answer than what I'm about to say. Okay. But essentially she's willing to give up whatever her preconceived programming is and whatever preconceived narratives are to follow yours. Uh because she just finds herself drawn to you and wanting to be with you. Okay. That's, that's pretty much what it boils down to. And this goes into the model of how, you know, of, of the idea being plugged in is that, you know, we all have, we're we're operating on programming Mm -hmm. or a narrative that we've been conditioned with. And then most people to feel safe don't even want to know about this programming thing. They just want to follow the right thing. To get what they want. Well, if I just do this because my pastor told me or my teachers at school told me or my mom and dad told me or what, whatever, you know, or the media told me or you know, pick something. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they're wanting to follow someone else's programming instead of really being consciously aware of what's happening and deciding to make their own programming. Right. Yeah. So that's a whole deeper concept. All right. Yeah, yeah. But with that, though, the guy he's in the right situation. He's strong and he knows where he wants to go. Hopefully she is designed by nature to fall into that guy's frame Mm -hmm. and follow, follow him essentially to get her needs, wants, and desires met. She sees him and his, you know, everything about him as the means to do that. So let's say she had another idea. Let's say her idea was a conventional marriage and you know and his idea is like you know what i don't want to do conventional marriage because i don't want to get the state involved now maybe at first she rejects the idea but after being with this guy for a period of time and you know wanting not to be anywhere else she complies with the idea and then after a minute she goes well i understand where he's coming from starts to develop the understanding and then it may be after a few more <laughs> minutes or days or months it's you know what I, I I have adopted his idea now Mm -hmm. and it's just, you know, she, her desire to be with this guy is so high that she's willing to follow his lead versus try to make her own way. Right. And, and you see, this is where the whole idea of breaking rules for alphas. Yes. You know, she's like, I'm going to wait five dates and he has to buy me, uh, you know, dinner at my favorite steakhouse before I sleep with them. then she meets with, that's her rules, you know, for some reason, she's like, this is going to make sure that I don't get in with a bad provider. And then she sleeps with the guy on the second date after, you know, a couple drinks in, in, in the parking lot, (laughs) like because her desire is so high for him sexually. And she goes, man, what did I just do? That broke my rules, you know, but maybe we're going to assume he's not like this, you know, kind of a selfish dude or whatever, a jerk. And, you know, he calls her actually later and they end up doing a third date, you know? So, and then she's excited about that. Like, see, this is where desire is. She finds herself being willing to transform her previous programming to adopt this guy's programming. Right. Okay. That is a demonstration of what genuine desire is. And it's just from this feeling of wanting to be with them. And that comes from things like hypergamy and seeing him as that better genetic option and seeing that all of those core needs she has, uh, can be met through him.
0: Right. Yeah. And so, and so that sort of makes what the problem with the five love languages is that you're essentially falling into her frame, right? You're putting her on a pedestal <laughs> and now yeah. she's looking down on you because you're doing all this shit for her. And and, and she's looking at you going, man, I, j- I just don't know why, but he's just not attractive. It's because you're right. doing beta shit,
1: right? Yeah. Well, right. So understanding hypergamy as a model for your audience, it's that her monkey brain wants to mate with an option that she sees as genetically uh, more survivable or better in some way than her. That way the babies that come out be our more survivable, better babies. She wants to mate upward. It's a great thing actually, mm-hmm. because we've survived and thrived as a species because of that female uh intuition and um and uh and instinct and so it's good and so in wanting that when you put yourself in a place where you're placating and sub subjugating yourself to a woman even if she saw you as super alpha in the beginning you had all the genetic qualities man like you're a super athlete super smart and like great dude and all this and she is like head over heels but then you start subjugating yourself she starts to question it's, it's on on an unconscious, deep, unconscious level. She starts to wonder, man, is this guy really, you know, the guy, or should I be looking somewhere else? Like, cause she starts to see herself kind of as better than you are basically. And And if that's the case, she can't be attracted. She won't have that attraction. Will start to erode. And so when guys are putting themselves in a place to placate and try to earn her love and position, you know, and again, it doesn't mean you never do anything for your chick. Hell, Valentine's day. I made steak dinner and hand had flowers. All right. I'm Mr. Alpha dude or whatever. I don't know who says that. I'm sure somebody does. And so <laughs> just go I've, with it. Okay. I've, I've, learned, but, I've learned
0: that we're, we're only supposed to say it ironically. So. Right.
1: Yeah. Exactly. But I mean, you know, but people do see me. So, so, so the average person doesn't understand, you know, where it's coming from might think that, Oh my God, it's beta. It's not. Cause when I do it, you know, yeah. she perceives it as a, an alpha guy doing these things. Yeah. And she's really excited. Why did I do it? Because I wanted to. Sometimes I like flowers on the table. Really? You know, I know it's, she doesn't really care about flowers. It's not a thing for her, mm-hmm. but she, but she, she, if a normal guy in past relationships gives her flowers, she used to kind of roll her eyes and be like, dude, come on. Right. Yeah. Because, because she knew that it, it that was a guy placating to her. But when I do it and bring home flowers, she takes pictures. They might end up on her Instagram. Why? What's the difference? I'm doing an act of service. People in her previous past have done acts of service. How come it's better for me? Well, it's better for me because I'm not placating to her. And I'm coming from a place that is attractive. Mm-hmm. And so she has that desire for me. And now it's like, oh, yeah, you know, she'll brag about it sometimes or whatever. And so that's, that's the difference. You know, when I make dinner, she makes dinner for me all the time. Yeah. You know, I get busy. I'm on my my point of origin working and she's checking in. "Hey, what what are you up to tonight? What do you need?" That's great. You know, yeah. she's not not doing that at a negotiation. She's doing that because it's part of who she is and that's part of picking a, a good chick. Yeah. But it's also that, you know, she she has a desire for me. So she wants to make me happy. She's doing all five of the things and I'm doing all five of the things. Yeah. It's not a bargain. It's not a negotiation. Right. that's the point you yeah.
0: know yeah 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 that that makes a yeah. that makes a lot of sense and that's and that's sort of what i i, I meant at the be, you know as long as you're doing it from the beginning right but it's but oh, you're doing saying, the things yeah, yeah but you're you're saying do them because you want to do them not because you're right. trying to get something out of her right
1: we're, we're right you yeah. know i mean you you're doing you're contributing to your relationship because it's what you want like you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: i know that you know i, I mean if i'm i enjoy first of all you shouldn't you should really enjoy contributing to your own relationship like you know what i mean just like i enjoy doing things for my business i i enjoy doing things for my relationship you know it's not a sacrifice where it's like oh man i guess i gotta go hang out with her family this afternoon no i I enjoy hanging out with her family you know (laughs) oh man it's her birthday's coming up i just gotta plan something what do i do Dude, that's crazy. Like, it's an opportunity to plan something cool. And she's like, always like, don't do anything. Come on. Like, I'm good where well, we're not children, you know? And I'm like, yeah, of course. And then and yeah. I have something, you know? Because I enjoy it though. You know, It's that's why I'm doing it. I enjoy I enjoy making her happy. But again, I'm not responsible for her happiness. But I do enjoy doing things where she would be happy. Yeah. Of course. Why would I be in a relationship with her if I didn't enjoy that? She enjoys doing it for me. She's not trying to like necessarily earn me either. Although sometimes, to a degree, there might be that, but that's that's okay from the woman's side. Actually, yeah. If you're doing that as a guy, where you're like, "Man, I really want her to love me more," like you're in the wrong spot. Yeah, you know. And so she should want you regardless of those things. Yeah, and that's speak- the
0: point. Speaking of that, well, one of the things I've learned, uh, you know, over the last few years getting into this stuff is that women oftentimes want to do a lot for their man and yes. a lot a lot of us guys with our conditioning are like no 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 honey what? let me do that let me do that but if you just let her do that like she actually feels more attraction to you because
1: yes she certainly I I said menu. that on your last podcast. I might have. We're you talking have. about, I yeah. might have. Yeah, yeah, go yeah, back and you're... listen to that, guys. It was a good, yeah, yeah a good Now go listen to his podcast, see if I said it and call him <laughs> out. So we'll get more. No, no, no.
0: That. He never said that. Yeah.
1: Nope, nope. He's lying. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, but I, it's, it's so true, though. That's such a true statement because we want to take care of everything. It's that instinct to want to take care of the baby maker. And it's a great instinct to have, but we have to understand that. Got to think of yourself. If you want to think of yourself this way, you think of yourself what you want. But like the alpha chimp of the tribe, you know, mm-hmm. like you're the head chimp, man. Like you have to figure people, out. People get so triggered over the word alpha.
0: I I've, I've started I to say, uh, be a leader, just because people get so fucking triggered. It's it's a placeholder word, guys. <laughs> Relax.
1: Yeah. Right. So when you're uh, give yourself an, uh, a chimp name, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, think of yourself like I mean, if you're leading. Mm -hmm. Uh, a tribe, okay, of some sort, even if you're not really, you have a lot to worry about and you have a lot that you're responsible for. And so think of it like that. And if you're not, your life isn't like that, just think of it like that. You know, she should be, you should be, she falls in love with you based on who you are. So if you stop working on your yourself, stop working on your vocation or finding a different vocation or finding a passion and doing those things you will become unattractive and it will become in a negotiation that is the fact so you have to take care of you and that in turn keeps you attractive and essentially keeps her in a state of you know the word chase is also a a very misunderstood word but it keeps her kind of we'll say qualifying to you you know you can say chasing if Mm -hmm. we want to but it doesn't mean that she's you're cold and aloof and she's trying to get your attention all the time it just means that she's the one as her support your she's your support mechanism she's checking in She's giving you that ring, seeing what's going on this evening for, you know, for dinner to see if you need anything or run into the store. You need me to grab something, you know, mm-hmm. she's doing those things, you know, it, it, in the case of children, she's the one is taking care of some of those things, you know, and I, I and mean, that's more of a traditional role, but it doesn't matter, right? Like, I mean, she's the one who's, cause you're so focused on your stuff. doesn't mean that you don't turn around and manage your relationship ever, but it means that. You're focused on your metal point of origin. She compliments it and is long for the ride and there to be a part of it. Not where you say, what are your goals and dreams? How can I facilitate those goals and dreams and make them my responsibility? That's yeah. a mistake, a huge mistake. And that's where guys find themselves in marriages that end in divorces mm-hmm. because of that framework right there. If I could sum up most of these things, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. That- and- <clears throat> I was going to say, and the and books like five love languages only propagate that same dynamic. Let's keep negotiating until we can't negotiate anymore. And now we have to leave. Yeah. It's, t- it's too bad. And
0: that's yeah. what, that's what typically happens with the, mm-hmm. right? one of the, one of your videos, you said that, uh, that book's been around since the nineties, but the divorce rate hasn't improved.
1: Yeah. Right. Like, right. <laughs> Well, there's no, there's no, there's no verifiable evidence that it works. What, what happens when it works are two things. It's not that Mm -hmm. it's that the, the part, the couple are communicating with each other when they didn't communicate before. Mm -hmm. So we actually earlier today, in fact, but it'll be, uh, dated, uh, earlier than when this airs, yeah. I just did a full hour and a half of my channel on how men and women communicate differently mm-hmm. because, and that breaks down, I'll break it up into shorts. I'll I'll make sure you get it. I'll, I'll link your podcast or something on some of those shorts because okay. it's, it's good for your, your listeners, because yeah. it's like these, we communicate fundamentally differently and we don't communicate at all because we're conditioned to think certain discussions don't need to happen. And when people do the love language thing, at least they're talking now about right. shit shit they want and things they don't want. And that's, that's a start. So there's the communication improves between the two. Mm. And usually the desire is there or improves then it works, but it's not because of the love languages themselves. Mm. It was just because the communication and desire improved. Well, we can get there just by learning how to communicate better and learning how to be, you know, attractive and not be unattractive as a man. Her, she's, she should be consciously doing the same thing. But the reality is though, most of the time, unless there's a trauma or something that's a serious barrier for her, most of the time when a guy is doing the things to be attractive, she goes, crap, I better be attractive. Yeah. Yeah. You want You know, you want your woman example to start taking care of herself better going to the gym if you're hitting it hard and dieting and she goes to make something or she wants to do something for dinner and you're ordering something that's in your diet plan or you're making food but you're eating something a little different because it's part of your diet I'm I'm cutting cutting down and then she's like you look fine you don't need to cut down I like dad bods okay nobody likes dad bods bods. so (laughs) and then and then you show up and you got a pretty darn good physique you know for in comparison to the peer group she's like damn she gets intimidated yeah and now now some of you guys will run into the where she gets angry and mad about it and tries to sabotage your gym stuff and it's that point that you want to have a discussion with her and here's how you have the discussion you want to talk about uh solutions other than love languages yeah yeah okay here's how you have the discussion you sit her down and you're going to do I made. I created this acronym today on accident on my show earlier. Oh, okay, but You're this gonna, is a trade. This is now a trademark. Apex mindset trade. It, it, okay. it is. But the strategy is 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 been around for a while. So okay. you know, it's just in the different acronym. Ways.
0: That's yours. The okay. acronym.
1: I'm gonna <laughs> trademark this acronym. You know, send me five <laughs> cents if you use it. Um, but I call it like call it Luca. Okay. Okay. Deering, you've heard of Deering? D- uh, defend, explain, excuse, rationalize. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah no more Mr. Where you nice gonna, guy stuff right were you gonna write great book of course mm-hmm. you're gonna sit her down and you're gonna really explain to her the merits of going in the gym and why she should be supportive okay don't do No, that you can't rationalize but, shit with women yeah no well what's your what but see like her so her her thing she needs to be understood emotionally and verbally that goes down to instincts too because as the f- physically generally speaking right in our evolutionary past physically weaker sex who's not in charge of bringing in resources if her needs and her emotions are not understood it's a threat right Mm. how are you supposed to ever take care of her needs and emotions if you don't understand why like where she's coming from and so your best efforts to be that good husband good boyfriend to take care of her needs well, well, you're going to fail because you don't understand her. And so that's the biggest thing guys get. Oh, I got this plan. I want to run it by her, explain it to her and then see if she likes it. <laughs> that's placating, you know? Yeah. Well, listen, honey, we're both going to get gym memberships. And we're going to do this and we're going to do that and blah, 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 blah. What do you think? And she's like, I think you're crazy. I got two kids running around a soccer practice. I got this, that and the other. I'm stressed out. You know, I, you know, what do you think? I, you must think I'm getting fat. Like all these things happen. And then the conversation goes south and go, no, honey. Like, well, what I'm meant to say was, and now you're defending yourself. Yeah. Terrible. This is, I just described like most of the marriages out there. Yep. So what it should go is this. She's, you start hitting the gym for you. She starts going, trying to sabotage it. You say, Hey, babe, let's sit down after the kids are in bed. Let's talk about, I want to talk about the gym thing yeah it seems like you're i don't know what you're doing hey don't worry we're going to be okay let's just let's talk about it after the kids are to bed and then you sit down and go okay so you know i'm doing this thing but tell me what you think about it i mean what do you really think or what are your feelings on it mm-hmm. you just listen all right okay that's where the, the l comes from from is the Lucas. L's to listen okay right? so you listen and then while you're listening instead of trying to figure out how you're going to debate her out of this framework You just try to understand empathetically from her perspective, what are her, her fears, her concerns, her barriers and feelings about it Okay. and keep asking questions. And that gets to the C part, which is clarification. All right. So you keep asking questions to try to understand better and get clarity on what she's really saying, because you know, it might be just like, well, I think you're being really selfish. Okay. But how? Explain to me how you think though it's selfish. I want to understand it. Okay. What you mean by that? Oh, you're taking time away from us. Yeah, it is. But I mean, if I'm out of shape and don't have energy and don't feel good though, then I'm not going to be able to be as present in the time that I'm around though. And that's the way I'm thinking about it. You know. But that's an explanation. I'll get to that part. That's the last step. But anyway. Yeah. You know. So so I mean, but I'm looking at it a little bit differently. So tell me how you you see it as that. Well, what if you were to come with me? Well, I have too much to do. This and that, the other. Well, what if you didn't? Mm -hmm. I mean, let's just say, don't pretend magically. Well, I'd love to go to the gym if I if I could have the time to do it. Okay. So what I hear you saying is that if we you could have the time to do it, and and you didn't feel pressure, you would make this more of a priority. Mm -hmm. You know, and so that's what I hear you saying. And well, yeah, and then like, well. But there are times though, where, I mean, what, even with what we have, what, what kind of time do you think if you were forced, which I'm not forcing you, but what kind of time do you think you could dedicate it to it? Like, do you think you, you could spare, let's say an hour, three times a week, just to, let's say if it was to save our relationship or save your health, mm-hmm. you know, if a doctor said you had to spare three hours a week, would you be able to do it? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm sure I could, but I don't know. And you just keep asking, you know, and so, but as you're listening, she'll come out of a combative framework yeah, and, and she'll start to, and then sometimes you'll might have to go, what's really the issue here? And you're you're essentially making
0: it, making it her idea.
1: Yeah. You're getting to that. I mean, you're getting a lot of times it becomes her idea because when you get clarity, yeah. She goes, man. So, so part of the clarity step is not just understanding it and repeating back so you understand, but it's also, excuse me, it's also getting her to challenge the paradigm. Mm. Because if you're listening to it and you see that there's a box, yeah. All right. Part of keeping frame though is you that you control the narrative, and so right now she's in her own narrative, which is I don't have time to work out but is it really that she doesn't have time, you know? And it could be though, you know, that, and this is where another thing being really attentive. Well, babe, you know, I see that when we go out and we go to do things, you're really self-conscious and I'm not trying to, I think you're hot and everything, but I feel like you struggle with what to wear. You struggle with all kinds of stuff. And I see you struggling with that. So are you sure there's not a deeper thing going on about not wanting to go work on something like that Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and so that 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 would be an example and so you know you're you're starting because maybe the real issue has nothing to do with time and has to do with she doesn't want to face the fact that she's gained 25 pounds and she feels unattractive Mm -hmm. you know and then she starts crying and saying oh it just feels so unattractive and i don't think i can do it bingo now you're getting to the bottom of it now you're right where you need to be right and so and you did this through not explaining a damn thing yet and not telling her all about your feelings and not you know getting approval for your plan you did it by listening understanding and seeking more understanding with and and getting clarity and making sure she has clarity too Mm -hmm. and so that by the time you get to the last step which is a which is action Mm -hmm. she knows she's been heard she knows she's been understood and listened to Mm -hmm. and she may be open should be open to a different narrative than what she's following maybe the one i'm following isn't so good you know yeah and so then from there it's action now action could be just like sometimes it's just the end of the discussion sometimes she just feels better Mm because she got to tell you all about the problem Mm -hmm. And she goes, man, okay, well, I see what, and she solves it because women solve problems by saying things and then feeling the feelings about what it sounds like after they've said it and getting your feedback on how you feel about it too. And not, you know, and and then it's like, oh, well that's, so she could through the course of conversation go, well, I mean, I could, I guess, you know, the kids are, the kids are older now. They can stay home for an hour after you're asking the clarity phase. And She goes, you know what? no i could do this mm-hmm. you know and you're like good when she's like well yeah i mean okay I, I, I could go I and mean, we could do that together with that you know, sounds like a plan yeah you know, <laughs> you just, <laughs> you know what I mean? that's that's sometimes how it goes great just, idea, honey. yeah great idea you know it sounds like a plan and so or sometimes you get to the root of it like let's say it's just barriers not knowing if she can do it or handle it not knowing what to do being embarrassed to go to the gym yeah. she gained some weight and all this stuff and then you go, you're listening, and you might be like, okay, well, uh, here's here's a, th- a thing. Here's what I think you're going to do. There's a there's a, uh, a personal trainer that is a, is a woman. She'll do it over Zoom, and she'll take you through diet and stuff like that. I, I have no, no trouble paying for that. Well, it's not going to cost money? It's worth it. Listen, mm-hmm. I don't want you miserable. I don't want you not being able to feel hot and good about yourself. And you put clothes on. I don't want you to, to, I don't want either of us to run into health problems later. You know, I want us to be, you know, in good physical shape. We both, we both talked about it. We both know it's important. I don't mind paying for a personal trainer having you do that. That's what she, and then we're going to get on a program. You'll follow what she says and she'll make sure you're successful. You mm-hmm. really just do what you say you know what i mean and don't worry about it and you know what there may be some emotional aspects to this where you feel really self-conscious but you know that once you get better at something you won't feel so self-conscious so we're going to go forward and we're going to do this what i did was i didn't explain myself i just gave a statement mm. of what the action is going to be i've considered all of her stuff and now here's the statement of what we're going to go do mm. now this is better then focusing on which love language she is and how, what things I need to do for her to get her to want to touch my pee-pee and tell me <laughs> I'm, a, I'm I'm a good boy every now and then yeah, or whatever, yeah. but, you know, cause cause words of affirmation and physical touch. Right? Right. I, now, now she's hitting the gym three times a week, watching me get more in shape and she's getting in better shape. She feels more sexually attractive. She feels like she's no longer self-conscious. And now, what do you think is happening in your bedroom life, right? Yeah, more fiscal touch. Exactly, (laughs) you know? And 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 so that's, and these are the things, and and maybe this came from using the same method, but talking about your sex lives. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're like, you know, just, you know, we want to have a, you know, I just want to talk about us and banging. It just sounds like a weird conversation to have, but I think we should talk about it. Mm-hmm. you know and opening that up and using the same formula and maybe in that formula it comes up with well i'm just really kind of self-conscious i don't feel good naked and that's what comes up and so then you go cool and then you're looking at yourself going i don't feel good naked either come think of it you start hitting the gym she gets self-conscious about that yeah. another discussion about gym. now she's sitting in the gym you see it's a process yeah and her genuine desire for you brings her there but it's also the communication allows her to freely have the desire for you where she started out with desire, hopefully, if you did your job in the beginning, but then it went away. Why did it go away? Unattractive behaviors, maybe some placating, but really it's because she felt emotionally and sexually drifted in away from you because mm-hmm. a lot of times this communication style in this way of communicating with a woman wasn't embraced or understood. And so she didn't feel like she was on the same page with you and there's a level of tension she wants to have in a good way to want to be with you and the level of dread she wants to have in a certain way too to know that she's got a guy who's worth something but there's also a level of comfort she needs too in knowing that she could be free and open to have emotions for you and desire for you or insecurities and to be able to say what those are and know that you're going to listen to them you know what i mean yeah yeah. so to me, a little better formula than you know, bargaining and, and having a transaction yeah. where we, we, we weigh are, each other
0: out. <laughs> and, and if you're, you're if you're using that model too, I mean, you're really taking the lead, which is which is being attractive. You keep talking about be attractive, don't be unattractive. That's a that's a taking the lead is being attractive.
1: One hundred percent. Yeah, this is leading because frame doesn't happen through force. Mm-hmm. At least not by force alone i mean occasionally you have stockholm syndrome and abusive relationships which we do not want to do of course but that even that framework where she is in she got there she got to uh his frame through a coercion or abuse or you know fear well that's on a very thin thread because as soon as she can escape that or that goes away she's out of the frame frame and leadership happens because you're we'll say even in a military sense the subordinates are enthusiastic about being led by you and they're on board with your mission they will do things that they don't want to do necessarily but they know it's good for the the, the team or the squad and good for the mission and they like you enough to be when i say like i mean it's more of a respect mm-hmm. you, for you as a leader and they understand and they trust your leadership and that doesn't happen through draconian use of force here or you know, I'm just going to be so alpha that I don't communicate and I just don't come home for two days to instill dread. And then we'll see if she obeys me. Like, no, that's cool. That's a recipe for divorce. Let's keep doing that. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? You might get some uh, some uh, disruption enough where she chases after you for a bit in the beginning. Yeah. And then after that, she's like, what the hell am I doing here? So there's got to be a balance. And sometimes you do just say no and she's mad about it. Sometimes she can't do this, this discussion that I'm talking about because she gets into toxic argument patterns. And if that's the case, you have to know when to, okay, I'm going to stop because emotions are getting out of control and we're going to pick this up at a later time. I'm going to the gym. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That gym that you hate me going to, but I'm going to go now just because this conversation is not good. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean? Blah, 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 blah. Listen. Talk about it we're later or i'm doing like that because i'm gonna get angry you're angry now we're trying to kill each other that doesn't mm-hmm. get us anywhere so you know i love you i'll see you when i see you and that's it and it's not it's not a stone wall it's a delay of the conversation it's like we're gonna talk when we're both in an emotionally healthy place to talk yeah and then she knows she can't use not to say like all women do this or something but some women use really emotional abuse tactics you know what yeah. i mean especially oh, yeah, if they use Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) when they get used to you placating to them, they start treating you like they would treat a child and they start bossing you around and all this. And then when they're not getting their way, it's like the teenager who's off the reservation. It's like, well, yeah, blah, blah. You know, they start really losing it trying to gain that control again and you have to let them know, listen, like your control is going to happen when you calm down and you can communicate and tell me in a healthy way what's going on with you.
0: And I'm gonna listen,
1: and then we'll go from there. That's where you get your power back, because I'm gonna take away your power by not being present for your the toxic behavior. Mm-hmm. And this may require a trip to a counselor, and I don't, usually, oftentimes, marriage counselors are a recipe for disaster, Yeah, but the one time it's good, is if you find somebody that's good first of all and that's always a trick but the purpose of going is to learn better conflict resolution strategies that's when the counseling world they have that nailed down pretty good with the gottman stuff because they have they they've identified four they call it the four horsemen four things that people do in arguments that are will kill every relationship mm-hmm. and by the way that's criticism defensiveness Contemptuousness, which is being seeing the other you're, you as just better than the other person, the other person is stupid or terrible or whatever, and then stonewalling, which is either can be done in different ways. It's either taking yourself out of the conversation completely, like this conversation's over, and then that's mm-hmm. it, you know, end of discussion. Or, yeah, end of discussion. That's stonewalling, or sitting there in the conversation and sh- shutting off and disengaging. And therefore, you're not listening or responding or interrupting the other person every time they try to make a point so that there mm-hmm. is no discussion they can have. Right. So it's where you shut the conversation down. But anyways, those four things um, plus uh, and added to that is anything from a point of arrogance. So just believing you're right no matter what and yeah. not even being open to the idea that maybe something different can be happened here. So a lot of women are conditioned at birth to do that. And that's, it's unfortunate, but that's what our society has conditioned women to do in order to take control of relationships, you know? Yeah. And so guys don't want that conflict. So they find themselves in that deering mode while she's doing those things and it's very unhealthy and it's a because she is practicing in the process of doing these toxic things. She's practicing seeing her partner as less than her she's she's getting repetitions in like at the gym instead of getting stronger on a bench press though she's getting stronger at seeing the man that she once loved as less than her less capable less competent and and so on when seeing of someone with contempt practicing being critical, not of the behavior, but of the person who they are, you know, stonewalling because they're just not worth having a conversation. They're too stupid. I can't talk to them, <laughs> you know, being defensive. I never do that. You know, whatever that kind of stuff, like not being willing to take any responsibility because they're too, you know, unintelligent and, and wrong to be able to ever consider it. These are literally practicing devaluing your partner. It's not even a personality disorder thing. It's a thing that people do and women can be conditioned to do in order to take control of the relationship and guys in response to that will do the deering thing or they'll inspire that this this strategy from the woman by starting off with the deering thing and it's not a good place if she's doing that it won't break out of it you're going to need, you may need some intervention. I've coached couples because of this very thing, you mm-hmm. know, they, they need a better conflict management strategies when they have that though. Now we can do actual communication and then going through the Luca model, you'll get some place, you know what okay. I mean? You get a lot good, better place. Yeah. yeah. That's better than, than bargaining in my opinion. For sure. <laughs> how, how, how are you doing on time? Um We're good for another like uh five ten is that okay?
0: yeah, 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 okay. um just to touch on one thing, uh, one of the videos I watched you uh you talked about we've already talked about almost all this stuff. One thing that you said is also a better thing to do is work on your seduction yeah. right because that's a part of being attractive though, right
1: right, right. Yeah. And so yeah, do you want me to expand on that or
0: no? I think I think uh okay. just the <laughs> same <good> time.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: All right. We'll we'll do a whole other episode on seduction, maybe. Um yeah, yeah. But uh one thing you, you touched on a little bit, I want to get into this and then we can wrap up is mm-hmm. um you talked about dread game a little bit. You just had a video recently on using acts of service as a part of elite dread game. Um mm-hmm. and the what I took from that video was Go back and, and watch that video, guys. You can find it on his channel. But it it's like you're doing it as a, a reward for her. Like you're making her earn this stuff, it, right? Is that what mm-hmm. it essentially comes down to?
1: Yeah, yeah. So there's different, you know, you go through the video. I'll just mention it real quick. Um, and there's passive and active dread. So, you know, passive is where you're not doing anything inherent, but she just has the dread for what's going on who you are so example you become more attractive and then she's like "Ooh, other girls are really going to want him. i better make sure i you know have some good sex with them so I'll, you know he's not looking at other women yeah. like and that's not the conscious thing that happens but that but that's, that's the what action happens. Yeah. that's what happens right um active dread is where you she's you know doing the toxic patterns and you're like listen I, i'm not going to be disrespected like this We're going to pick up this conversation at a later time. I'm going to go cool off. And then you're out. And now you're not communicating, but it's been announced. So it's not stonewalling in that whole time. She's like, where's he at? What's he doing? Wonder what's going on. And it's just, it's not because she thinks you're going to cheat on her, but it's a fear of,
0: of shit. loss, and she's like, "Oh shit, I, I messed up," and yeah, Uh
1: yeah, I might lose this man, right? And it's and it's that and, and it's that uh, that you just did some active, all right, to make that happen. But then there's positive and negative. So a lot of advice on the internet <laughs> is uh, focuses on the negative dread. Well, you can't Mm -hmm. run a relationship on negative dread because that is a recipe. That is a lot of drama and a drama fueled relationship that eventually blows up in your face. Mm -hmm. And this is where the guy is constantly doing like, I don't like what you did. And then like, doesn't call her back for two days or that kind of stuff, you know, constantly doing active things usually to make her feel uneasy and unsettled and anxious. You can't do that. Now, a better way of instituting dread, though, is through what I call positive dread, both active and passive. But the active positive dread is where you just go out and have an amazing time. So when you go out and you do some things, some spontaneous stuff that you really want to do, it's a lot of fun. And she's like on a little adventure. He has some really good sex. And you know what you're doing in the bedroom. Spice things up. She's like blown away. And then you go out back, you know, back to your life, maybe let's just say you're dating, right, or something. You go back to your normal life until the next date, and she's ruminating over the next few days waiting for that text or maybe she's gonna start texting you because and she's thinking, man, I just got blow like that. she's got blow- is blowing my mind. So with that, because remember, like women can have competing ideas sometimes at the same time, with that extreme amount of excitement and happiness that's happening, is coming with it a, oh man, what do I, I, I should, I better step my game up, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't wanna lose this guy, I wanna make sure, is he thinking about me, what's going on? I've just had this great time, is he gonna text me, when's he gonna text me, maybe I should text him. I kinda wanna invite him over, should I invite him over? Yeah. That's positive dread, and that's the way to do it. And, he, and it's a yeah. great thing, cause you just do it by having an awesome time, yeah. you know? And figure, paying attention to her, having empathy, and knowing what you like to do making stuff happen as a dude you know and not being like a boring kind of dull like oh if i just do this formula then she'll like me is this okay honey like no like take charge of it pay attention to her what kind of stuff is she she gonna respond to what might be about like oh man i don't know i'm i'm uncomfortable to go I don't know about doing. Uh, I don't know zip lining. Yeah, I know we don't know, are we? You're going down there. I know you're afraid of heights. Let's do it. Like, yeah. you, know, like <laughs> right. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like, oh man, like, oh, you know. But it's but it's fun, right? Yeah, yeah. fun. And so that's that's the idea, and that's that's a better way of doing dread. If you're doing that most of the time, like ninety percent, the negative. You know, maybe eighty to ninety. I don't know. It's hard to say percentage wise, right? But certainly a less of a percentage should be the negative. It's going to be a little bit, but most of that should be also passive negative, meaning that you're just attractive, and she just worried about losing you. That's it. Right.
0: And that's what. And so, in like your video, you used uh, acts of service as a way of doing this, but it's not. You're not doing it because you're trying to get something. You're doing it as a nice gesture to her you're taking the lead and she's just like, Oh man, this guy is such a good guy to me. He, he cleaned the gutters,
1: you know? (laughs) Well, it's it's not even, it's not even that. Like it's just, it's just like, you know, it's like she's, you know, she's having a crappy day at work and I know that she's busy and she's doing, and I'm busy too, but I know that she's on certain undue amounts of stress. Maybe I call somebody and have them clean the house. Yeah. Yeah. You know i give i i i, I got somebody a pair you know pay her 50 bucks 100 bucks to clean and then um you know have some dinner going or whatever and she comes over and she's like holy shit, yeah, what's I gotta this set my game up yeah 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 and then she's like oh you didn't need to do that i would have gotten to it uh, and you're just like yeah, yeah, yeah you don't need to get to it you're stressed out i know that you had to stop by your mom's and take care of a bunch of stuff look yeah, don't yeah. worry about it and she's just like man like this guy and then she starts, yeah, there's dread there now because it's like, if she usually comes home, let's say tidies up, asks for dinner or does some stuff and I'm not saying, you know, and then it's not to say like we're in a situation where oftentimes both people work. So no, it's not, she does the housework and you, but, but you know, you tend to gravitate towards certain details. Like for example, like if my, my chick will tidy up and she does it better than i do and she does laundry like i don't even know i know how to wash my own stuff but i will shrink half her clothes so she says <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. Yeah, but instead of trying to learn how to placate and be a better launderer a laundry guy or something yeah, i mean yeah. I, you know i when her if her car is having an issue take my truck i gotta I'll, I'll take care of it yeah yeah you know what i mean i i know how to do that better than she does Okay. You know, and and so it's, it's, that's now that's down the line in a relationship when you're more of a unit, there's nothing beta or weak about that stuff. But when you do those things, because you're doing it from a position of power, she goes, Oh man, that was so cool. He did. There's appreciation. Right. Instead of a position of weakness where you're trying to get her to like you all the time. Then it's like, I'll take the car in. And she's like, Yeah, well, make sure you get the windows clean because last time, you know, right, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And so it's about the position that you're in. If you're in that position of leadership power and she's attracted and desires you and you handle communication the way that I'm saying, yeah. then when you do stuff like that, it's like, Oh, wow, I better step my game up. But that was awesome. I'm going to go brag about it, you know, instead of, yeah, well, last time you helped me, you know what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, that makes <laughs> you know, sense. Um, yep.
0: Let me just ask you one question. One last question. Um, do you think men can keep genuine desire going indefinitely if they apply yes. game? Apply game, right?
1: Yeah. Yes, I've seen it, not very often, but I, I've seen it. I, I'm. I have a belief that is a yes. Okay. Um, but I. I will say. I mean, at least in my own circumstance. No, not everything's perfect about my own relationship, but cause I know all the things and, uh, but since she's learning things, I'm still learning things. A lot of it's the execution with each other. Right. But things are pretty damn good. I mean, you would put it, most people would kill to have what I got going on. And yeah. from that point, like genuine, let's say sexual desire, then just being really attracted. It's like the first month together right now. Cool. And we're about guys- three years in. Three, three. years. Okay. Congratulations sure. on that. That's more Thanks. that's more than most these days <laughs> it is most of the time most don't make it past the two-year mark and that and that really strong desire doesn't last more than like the first three months yeah and so no yeah absolutely keeping it going and the reason why we're keeping it going is because we just have an exciting life yeah and and part of that excitement is executing that positive dread appropriately sure doing different things making myself better in some small way even each year getting better with each other but then, in the bedroom stuff, there's a lot of things actually in the bedroom that's maybe a topic for another another podcast. Mm-hmm. But where you're keeping up and triggering those mechanisms in her brain yeah. to keep her excited and wanting to move along, you're not falling into status quo sort of this is how we do it behavior. Yeah, um, because her brain is designed to seek out some level of variety. It's part of a survival mechanism, right? If you get into too much, you know, repetition and routine, especially in the bedroom, that desire goes away very quickly. Women get bored, bored very quickly. Guys often let me a point here, guys often do that. They get complacent because yeah. of deep, deep seated. Uh, i use a word I hate. Well, I won't use the word insecurity. I'll say anxieties Okay. because they're a deep-rooted anxiety is that you just aren't the best for that girl mm-hmm. that there's something she's done or something that she's been with or maybe some other idea she has and you're not it yeah and so a lot of guys get get a little too focused on the whole alpha widow idea it's like they do know? but yeah. that's because that they're they're noticing and it's a deep-seated anxiety that I would argue all men have because why why is a guy not trying to have when i say you know, putting effort into having a really exciting sex life instead of escaping into pornography where he's watching exciting things Mm -hmm. or checking out the waitress at the restaurant at the applebee's and you know imagining things with her why is he actually executing it on his own territory with a woman that at least at one point he had a real strong desire for maybe yeah. the most amount of desire for. And the reason is because I I think is that it's, it's cognitive dissonance. I'm not going to face this idea that maybe my performance isn't going to be the way that she would really imagine or want it to be. Because an existential threat for a man is not being able to mate. Mm. It's a real threat. It's stronger than survival instinct is sexual selection. When you look even in back to Darwinism and, you know, difference between natural selection and sexual selection, reason why peacocks have the big feathers is sexual selection, even though it makes them more susceptible to predators, right? And so it's a stronger drive and it's, it's so deep ingrained in guys that I think that they don't want to know about what their partner's desires, fantasies are as much You know, it's uncomfortable for them to want to talk about it. It's uncomfortable for them to want to know about her past. And it's uncomfortable for them to explore things in a way in the bedroom. There's tension and anxiety they get, and sometimes it's generalized. They don't know where it comes from. I argue that that is probably where it comes from, and there's solutions to that. You know, it's not it's not hopeless. There's the guys who are focused on the alpha widow thing. They're focused on the wrong thing because that they're coming from a place of hopelessness. They recognize a real existential threat, and then of course there's plenty of content out there to stimulate that anxiety for them, so they keep clicking you know, the view button or whatever. But reality is we can step outside of that and you become the girl's sexual best because of how you're handling the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And you do that and you, you, there's nothing you can't run out of. I'm still learning about me. Yeah. I'm 44 years old. Yeah, how could same. I ever same. learn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how could I ever run out of things to learn about her? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's why it'll never die. If, if you know how to do that.
0: Yeah. All right. That's awesome. Um, I've kept you way too long. Uh, where can people find you online?
1: Yeah. Um, well, apex mindset on YouTube and just subscribe to my channel. That does help me, you know, click and watch, check catching a video and every now and then throwing a like in there or something. It's, it's good. That helps me tons. Um, dot net is a little bit more about me. Um, that's where I do have my consult, you know, one-on-one consults and consultation programs or packages as well as, you know, courses and coursework that will be coming up i have a new course that'll be coming up i haven't announced it yet so it'll probably be already out or finished by the time this plays but i do have my mastermind uh group for seduction and frame that runs for a year long so if guys want to work with me for an entire year they can go to my website schedule a free consult where we can assess if they're a good fit for the program and we can you know help them solve their problems and if it's worth it and then uh and go from there and that way guys can work with me for a solid year on getting this stuff figured out and really dialed in they'll never they'll never have to go do another thing again after that if they don't want to it because they want to up to that point you know very cool
0: all right yeah well thanks paul i i appreciate it and uh you're welcome back anytime man
1: always a pleasure man thanks paul Yep.
0: Paul, thanks for coming back on the podcast. I really appreciate it. You know, you're welcome back anytime. Hopefully you do come back on. Maybe uh, talk about bonobos. Uh, That's an inside joke. (laughs) Paul, uh, at the time of this recording, the recording of this outro, Paul did a Rule Zero episode where he explained the dynamics of bonobos. Uh, You know, they're a type of chimpanzee and how women are in charge of that society. <laughs> and he likened that to what's happening now with modern feminism. Anyway, go back check out that Rule Zero episode. I really like all these Rule Zero guys. They're they're a wealth of knowledge. Um and yeah, hopefully you guys got something out of it. I sent after I recorded this, I sent this the raw recording of the interview to my girlfriend. I was like, "Hey, you got to hear what Paul says about the five love languages, and she was like, Oh my God. She listened to it twice. <laughs> I was, I was pretty, uh, pretty surprised as well. So don't fall for the bullshit. The five love languages. It's nonsense, guys. It's nonsense. <laughs> All right. I hope you guys like this week's episode. We'll catch you on Monday.
1: This has been the Come On Man podcast. New full episodes served hot every Monday morning on your favorite podcast platform of choice. So subscribe now. Follow Paul on social media. The links are in the description. Now, go out and get it.